He's our China-based correspondent, a Kiwi selling New Zealand venison in Shanghai. His name is Hunter McGregor. He's from Roxburgh, one of my favourite central Otago towns, home of the Jimmy's Pie. And uh, Hunter, they tell me currently in Shanghai it's hotter than the inside of a Jimmy's mince and cheese pie. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Jamie. No, well, it's actually cooled down a bit. So, you know, last Wednesday um, was the first time in about two months uh, when I biked to work, I wasn't sweating. So yeah, we've had a very hot uh, summer here with, you know, most days sort of around about 40 degree, 40 plus um, in the sun, and then, you know, overnight lows of around about 30. So, um, you yeah, know, and, and that's been the same in, in hundreds of cities around China. So she's been a hot, hot summer here. Um, and it's pretty uncomfortable because high humidity. Well, let's look at some of the numbers. The longest and hottest heat wave in China since national records began in 1961 in parts of the Yangtze, of course, the most important river and the biggest river in China. Water levels are at their lowest since records began in 1865. Yeah, well, it's had a massive impact um, right across the country, and and, and probably the major uh, place where it's impacted is Sichuan province. Um, and if you don't know where Sichuan province is, if you go directly inland about 2,000 kilometres from Shanghai, if you look on the map, it's sort of about the same level. You go directly inland, um, it's a massive province in there with you know, lots of mountainous areas and stuff. It backs onto Tibet. It's a beautiful part of the country, but you know they've been really, really hammered with, um, with, with a drought high temperatures um, and very little rain. Well, let's have a look at some of the issues you're facing. Crop failure. Obviously, you've got to feed livestock. We'll come back to how that might affect New Zealand farmers. The other one is uh, a lot of hydroelectricity is generated in China. It's not happening at the moment. Well, yeah, especially in Sichuan province. Uh, there's there's a, you know, 80% of their electricity in that province is generated um, by you know, hydroelectricity, and you know they just don't don't have enough power. So what they had had to do a couple of weeks ago is start closing down factories. Um, you know they've closed down thousands of factories to save power to make sure that people have got power at home. Um, you know, and the thing you know when they close down factories here, they just sort of they just close them down. They don't give much warning. They stop. Um, and there's no government subsidies or handout or something. You're sort of on your own until the power starts up again. So. Um, you know, it's a massive uh, economic impact for, for that region and, and China. And, you know, they, they produce a lot of high technology, you know, computers and stuff, components, and they send it, a lot of that stuff via train directly into Europe. So, um, you know, it, it's going to have a, a big impact on the economy, uh, you know, throughout China. What's it going to, or what effect is it going to have on for New Zealand farmers? Could there be a silver lining in this cloud? Well, I think there is, because... Yeah, the cost of production, you know, the food, the feed cost for animals in China is not going to decrease. It's going, you know, it's going to remain high. So producing products, you know, producing pork, producing meat, producing uh, dairy products here in China, you know, it's not going to be cheap, um, which is going to hold up the price of, of New Zealand commodities. Because the other thing is that the demand is falling here because of the economic impact around zero COVID. Um, but, you know, the cost of production is still going to be high. So, you know, that's going to be a, a net positive um, for, you know, New Zealand commodities coming in here. 
you reckon there's also a lesson to be learned in this for New Zealand and our energy stocks? Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, the Chinese to stimulate the economy here, um, they're planning to invest a trillion dollars US um, into more infrastructure to be, you know, to to build more resilience into the system. If that's coal power uh, power plants. They produce. They're doing more green energy. They produce. Yeah, they've, they've installed half of the solar and wind that's been installed around the world has been stored here. So you know they're future-proofing the country. Uh, I don't hear what what New Zealand's doing. What is New Zealand doing around? Um, you know, the things are changing. Has it got a big investment structure to build some some big projects? Because you know, the last hydro hydro, uh, hydro dam in, in New Zealand was in was in uh, Cromwell and Clyde when uh, when I was a young fella. So uh, you know, what's New Zealand doing to future-proof? You know, China's getting all my things. Well, Hunter, I've got good and bad news for you. They're going to take some water from the Clutha at Roxburgh, where you were born and raised, and they're going to pump it up a bloody big hill to Lake Onslow and store it up there and use it when it gets dry. Well, are they actually going to do that? There's a lot of talk. Um, I've, I, I used to go fishing in Onslow when I was a young boy. Um, been up there many times. Let's see if they actually do it. Well, they've got a very good track record of not actually doing things they say, so I won't hold my breath on that one. Look, thank you very much for your time. I hope the drought breaks. We've seen some terrible scenes out of China uh, on our network news channels, so all the best, Hunter. We'll catch you again in a couple of weeks. You keep up the good work promoting that New Zealand venison. Yeah, thanks, Jamie.